Hey, y'all. Guess what? It's episode 10 of Consignment Chats. Y'all come join us. Today, we're talking all about how to deal with consigners themselves. You know, you get those good ones that are just so sweet. They respect you. They know that you are the expert and you know how to do the reselling. But then you always have those that are going to test your patience. Those that come in with the tough questions, the tough responses. How do you handle that? We've got a ton of great suggestions. We talk about specific issues that you're probably going to come across at some point or another. And we give you the tools to handle it. Come on in. Episode 10. Chat with us. Come join Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, where we talk about all things consignment. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Episode 10 of Consignment Chats. Our main topic today is a good one, one we've gotten some feedback on, one that can get very fun, um, maybe even a little dicey, um, is how to deal with consigners. But before we get into the good stuff, the nitty gritty, not to say our weeks aren't good either, let's talk about our week. Tiffany, how was your week? Good. Good. Um, I mean, I'm still trying to work on getting my sales back up from when I, my eBay slump, but I have been listing every day on photographing every day and it's I've kind of got a little rhythm down now and it's, it's, it's going good. I feel like I'm getting on track. <laughs> That's always a good feeling. Always. That's great. So Molly, you've had, I mean, you've had some crazy success with your listing daily. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's Tiffany, you're probably seeing it that really, really makes a difference when you list every day. I mean, I've been putting four to plus items, I would say consistently five in my mailbox every morning and then more, more, more. So it's, um, it's been great. It's been great. I'm, I'm learning the rhythm. Um, got my husband on the rhythm. So I guess we kind of melded into my week there too. Um, so we're just, you know, I've got a little easy flip through it all kind of thing. So I'm able to get my minimum was five, um, but I've been getting more like seven to 14 items a day, which has been phenomenal. Um, oh, and I got another exciting thing to say. I'm growing up y'all because of all of this. And I ordered with Libby's help and recommendation, a steamer. And in my mind, I was going to get the little handheld, but I was recommended, mm, you're going to regret that purchase, get the biggie. So I got the, was a Jiffy? Oh, you know, we can link it here so people can see it. I'm yeah. so excited. Um, I got this beautiful wool um, Lauren Ralph Lauren coat that was wrinkled. And I have a mist that I spray with uh, that I got it doesn't really work as well. So I finally ordered my steamer. So I'm excited. Maybe I'll give y'all a little reveal when I get that. It comes in because it's due Monday, but I'm so beyond excited to grow up into a steamer. I think it is going to be like a game changer. I've had the same one since I opened my store, what, nine years ago. I've had the same Jiffy steamer J2000 because Molly made me look up the model number and, uh, I was thinking, I don't know how somebody sells clothes without one of these. Like, I just, I can't fathom the extra work that goes in. Well, and 
unfortunately, there have been a few items that I've actually ended up just putting up wrinkled. And then there's also some items that I've had that have sat in the back of my stock that I'm not putting up yet because I love it. I don't want to get rid of them. I think they'll sell, but at the same time, I don't want to pay for a dry cleaner. So this is going to be the game changer. So that's my exciting news. Yeah, that's my exciting news. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I just got one too. No, you did. Did you really? I did, but mine was free. Well, not free. I have to pay for it, but it was consigned with me and I decided to keep it. Oh, there wow. What kind? And it was brand new in the box. It's a handheld one. I'm not even sure of the name, but I will pull it out. But it's a nice handheld. That's a handheld. And, uh, and I-, I used it for my photo background. Cause I put this, I got this photo background stuff for, for um, Christmas. Uh-huh. The sheet, you know, and it came wrinkled. It's like, that's not good. Like, you know, so. <laughs> So I've used it on that so far. I haven't put my mannequin up yet, so I haven't tried it on the clothes yet. But yeah. well, that's good because then we can actually link two different options for those that don't have space for the the floor one, sure. um, or or space or budget for the floor one. Um, then we'll have some handheld. Yeah, so I try can. it on some clothing so we can give some feedback on that. And if it's a good one, we'll I will. Put it in. And I definitely could, don't have room for a big for a floor model or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have room, but I'm going to make room for it. So I'm real excited to. Well, it probably it. has the same footprint, honestly, as a handheld one, but it doubles as a, it can double as a clothing rack. So I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that it takes up that much space. Um, the footprint is, is, is fairly small. It's smaller than like 12 by 12. Um, well, I think that we definitely need to throw up some pictures here. Yeah. All right. We will. We will. And we will. The steamers. We will. <laughs> Maybe, how about your week? Um, my week was super busy. Uh, just, oh my gosh, where do I even start with the week? So Molly and I are looking at doing our first live sale. And by the time this episode airs, I think we will have already completed our first live sale. Yes. Right. Yes, we will. Um, So we've been in the consignment chats community on Facebook asking um, people for advice and updates and, you know, how, what works for live sales. So that's been a real focus. And um, we recently launched um, the Conchi Boutique within Mm -hmm. our store, um, which is like a group of curated items so we've been organizing that so that's really been kind of fun as we change shift our focus a little bit and um, as per Kathy's advice if you haven't listened to episode nine with Kathy eight um episode eight oh episode eight with Kathy um she talks about being able to market specifically to your target audience if you're a variety seller uh so we really took that to heart and we're kind of reworking things a little bit so yeah, it's been busy, but it's been so productive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I feel the last three, four weeks. My new quote, and I don't can't remember if I shared this on another episode, but now I've got Nick saying it. I even made myself a little emoji with it, is slaying dragons. Every morning I wake up and I'm like, I'm slaying dragons today. What <laughs> dragons are getting slayed? And that's what I do. As soon as I start my coffee, I'm like what dragons am I slaying today? And it just, the more check off I make on my list, the more pumped I get to move forward. So I think it's, it becomes um, contagious. Yeah. So, yeah anyway. Sure. All right, girls, I got to tell you, 
I'm ready to get into this main topic of how to deal with consigners. And um, I know in our previous episode, I think it was episode four, where we talked about the challenges in consignment, and this was the top one. Number one. Number one of our challenges was dealing with consigners. So I think it's time for us to kind of break down some of those difficulties that you're going to face. We all face them. Um, I think when we're doing it, we can talk about certain stories we've had dealing with it. But I also think um, if we have any like one-liners, <laughs> any terminology, things like that, that we could suggest um, how to deal with that. So I think we should get rolling and start with overvaluing items because that's a big one when consigner comes in with the, their idea of what the value of their item is. And in fact, I think we had somebody in our community group, Tiffany, yes, who questioned that. Do you want to share that and we'll dig in? Sure. Uh, Jenna from Greening Things asked, um, who sets the price on an item when it's consignment? Yes. And I believe um, we've mentioned that before in other episodes, but you definitely, you set the price. You know, you do. It's yeah. your business and you set the price. Yeah. I, I strongly believe that as well. There are consignment stores that do uh, listen to the consigner and kind of base their price off that. Um, I would love to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, I would too. How that's I feel out. very strongly that uh, part of the service that you're earning a commission for is being able to price that at market value. That is what your specialty, you know, that's what you're good at. That's what your value, that's what value you're adding is, is setting that price and doing your expertise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also think that, you know, yes, let them have a say maybe in the aspect of some of the details of the item, especially if it's something older, um, vintage or antique, and they have knowledge on the history of that item. It's always good to get that from them, but in the end, you're the expert. You're the one who knows what. Here's one of my favorites. And what, you know, I thought we'd get situational sum in here, kind of the role acting. When we used to be in the storefront, I'd be sitting at my little desk. I had my little internet <laughs> sales desk next to the sales counter. Um, and I would sit there and lo and behold, I'd have that sweet little woman come in that you just want to hug her. And she's got a piece of china. And it was her wedding china. And she already knows that this, this set, she only brings a piece, but she's got the whole set, is going to bring in a thousand plus for her because she already looked it up on replacements. Mm -hmm. right. So how do you handle that when those people come in? Because they've already done the research. They went on replacements. That's always the big one. I hear that all the time when it comes to those kind of things. Um, and they know the value. Right. So uh, the first thing I usually say to um, people like that, and you know, the, you have to love some of these, these consigners, especially the little old ladies. I mean, I oh my God. I just want to hug them. I yeah. Hug them. You know, you have to be kind of delicate. Sometimes you have to be kind of delicate with it and just, um, explain like a lot of times we've had people come with an eBay printout, like a printout from eBay. Mm -hmm look, this is selling for, I'm going to use that $1,000. So it's just kind of backing up a little bit and saying, 
you know, I, I understand. Thank you for doing the research. You know, um, this is really helpful. Um, but I want you to take a look here. This is what somebody's asking for it. So what we're going to do is we're going right. to look and see what it's actually selling for and what it's not selling for, because I could put up a beanie baby and ask a thousand dollars for it. I could ask whatever I want just because for your toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, just because somebody's asking a thousand does not mean it's selling for a thousand. So um, kind of just getting that basic explanation out there and saying, we are going to research what it's actually selling for and what it's not selling for. Yes. And My training is in researching the actual selling price of that item. And sometimes that's a red flag. Sometimes you want to say to that person, you know what, I, you know, I understand you think this has a lot of value. I don't feel comfortable taking this right now. Um, maybe you want to take it back, think about it a little bit, do a little more research and, you know, you don't want to take something and have that person disappointed because that will come back and, and bite you for sure. Big time. Yeah. Um, you know, and that just made me think of something else that I've done with people. Um, I think about the poor one woman that came in with all the dolls and I broke her heart and sent her out in tears. Yeah. <laughs> but things ebb and flow. Um, and so that's the other line you can use when saying that, that right now, the resale value for this, and that way you're not necessarily breaking the heart and saying, oh, it just isn't going to sell. But right now, that resale value in that market isn't there for this item. However, if you want to hang on to that and check back with me, you know, six months, a year from now, these kind of items, their resale value can ebb and flow. And um, so it may hit again. Unfortunately, and I've read many articles on this um, since being in the consignment business because we learned it our own way um, because people would come in with these beautiful china patterns or things like that that they got when they were, and, and they're gorgeous, mm -hmm. but they would typically 99% of the time say, I've asked everyone in my family, my nieces, my children, my grandchildren, nobody wants it. So what am I going to do with it? That right there tells you, and that I read a whole article on this and I actually went back and forth um, about a year and a half ago with my cousin because she very much values the older stuff. And I said, I get, she was very offended by an article about this. And I said, you have to look at it from a business things. I understand your heart and value in those items. I have some of those myself from our family history, but um, people don't, they don't want it. And I know that's hard, but you can't get mad at the businesses for stating that because there's just not a market for it. If your children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, if they don't want it, I mean, yeah. what do you say? That's it's hard. It is. It yeah. is very hard sometimes. And um, one of the other things you can kind of kind of do when you have a situation like that and you're dealing with something difficult is to say to the person, you know, I under, yeah, I understand that, but I I don't because they have a tendency they will get mad at you. They you know you do take mm -hmm. a little little of the blame there and just put it back and just say you know I don't control the market value of items. Like we just look it up we see what things are selling for. I don't control the market value. I right. actually don't even control how I price something because it is based on hard data. It's based on the market value. So right. you kind of like deflect a little bit. Like you're not actually the one doing the pricing. Right. You're just looking up the market value. Have right. you ever had anyone come in the store like with an appraisal 
like let's say it's a like a higher end item like a fur coat or jewel diamond jewelry or whatever they have a, 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 they got it appraised and they show you the appraisal mm -hmm. yeah. i mean appraise and you know what i have to say and i don't want to usually people are getting like an estate appraised right and they would come in with the appraisal report and you know this would be assigned this value and i've never seen one that was accurate mm -hmm. So, you know, things are still misclassified. Um, the last one I did, I'm thinking of uh, in particular, things were misclassified, uh, mispriced. Like there were a couple items that were way higher in value than the appraiser, you know, put the time and energy in to find out. And some of them were just so overpriced. Um, yeah. So we just re kind of redo the appraisal, the redo the appraisal and the research. I haven't really found somebody that brought me one that was accurate yet. So they bring it in. It's got a little bit of value. They don't back out of consigning it. They decide, no, I really want to do it. They bring it. And a week later, they come back and they have consigner's remorse. They want it back. Ah. <laughs> that. Yeah, I think we touched on this in a previous episode too. Uh, Tiffany and I were talking about that. Um, this is one of the things that I dealt with uh, early on is people would, you know, want their item back. So they, we would give them the option to buy it back. Like you just, it's probably not good business unless there's some crazy exception to actually give that item back to the person. You've just spent all that time on that item, probably paid maybe paid listing fees, spent all that time and energy on research, you know, putting it in this photographing. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you really want to avoid that situation in the first place and how we dealt with this. And yes, we did learn this the hard way, the very hard way uh, was to address it upfront. When somebody is consigning with you, make it very clear that if they are not ready to part with that item, we don't want it. Um, and also part of that is kind of changing the attitude of the consigner. So a lot of times I get people that think they're doing me a favor by consigning. And mm -hmm. I don't want this to mm -hmm. sound, to sound harsh. I really don't, but they're not doing me a favor. I'm providing them a service. I really need to change that viewpoint. So if somebody says, oh, what, you know, what kind of stuff do you want? I have all this stuff I can give you to like, consider that kind of a red flag, you know, <laughs> they think they're doing you a favor and it's, it, you're, they're paying you for a service. You're providing yeah. a service. Yeah. You really need to, you know, be careful of that upfront and kind of like step away from that and just change the, change the wording, change the attitude. I generally say to people, you know what, we have, we have more than enough items. We have more than enough consigners. We're not really in need of anything, but if you, you know, if you think you could use our service, I'll be happy to talk with you about it. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to say that for sure. Um, you know, and I can see getting caught into that in the very beginning, if you're doing your own um, solo business, like getting caught into, I just want items and, you know, kind of getting into that mentality. But I think now, my gosh, when have we ever been in need of, of 
stock. (laughs) It's always the opposite. We have so much that we are more specific and don't, you know. Yeah. I mean, you really need to look at what your kind of limiting reagent or limiting factor is there for your business. You know, the the choke point isn't the inventory. It's usually the time per listing. Um, So, you know, don't spend your time searching out inventory when you already have enough. Like that's probably not going to be your issue. Right. Probably not going to be your issue. I always say I would love to get caught up. Like, be totally caught up, have everything listed, but yeah, that caught, would be my dream to have would, it as it comes yeah. in, it's processed and it's up, mm-hmm. and there's never any. Yeah, that would be my. That's yeah, not happen for me because I keep getting car loads of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it really is going to happen for many, except maybe in your very beginning stages of business, because once word gets out, however you put that word out. There's always somebody. Um, And in talking about these complications of the um, overvaluing of items, the then I want my item back, or then you go through and you're doing your terms and you say, okay, here's the item. Here's the commission. As Libby taught us in episode, was it eight? Your terminology, we don't take. 60%, 60%, we earn it. So nine. you're episode sharing nine. with you, I earn, that's episode nine, Tiffany? Yeah. You're good at keeping up with that. <laughs> I get so confused. <laughs> I, <clears throat> excuse me. But episode nine, we talked about that <clears throat> commission. So somebody doesn't think it's fair. They don't like your cut and they start complaining to you. How do you handle that? Any advice? I love this one, but it also can be like quite upsetting. So occasionally I'll have somebody just, you know, Google consignment shops and call me and, you know, say, you know, what are your terms? And I'll say you earn 40% of, you know, these are the basic terms. It's 60 days, 40%. And I've had people hang up on me. I've had people, you know, yell at me. And, you know, I just calmly say, you know, maybe this, maybe this isn't quite for you. Maybe, you know, you want to try selling it on your own. Um, you know, we are, will you take 60%? Like, that's crazy. No, we don't take 60%. We earn 60%, you know? Um, so you're not going to have those angry people. I think no matter what you say, what tip or trick, but don't take it personally. Don't get upset by it. Just stand by your convictions and have confidence in what you have really have confidence in what you do. Confidence is key. I think confidence is key because the second they see you waver gives them power to think they can change it. But if you're confident in your set terms Mm -hmm. and your set expectations, and you have a, um, a little bank of, things to say and stand behind that your confidence is key I think and if they don't respect that you know they're not going to respect anybody's business I think yeah I mean another red flag I hate all these red flags because we have some like absolutely incredible consignments yeah and we're talking about like your worst case scenarios right now like and that's what this is amazing so many amazing consigners and amazing people but um 
you know, so you want to get to those and have that as your base. You don't want, you want to sidestep. There all are the so many more of those out there. Yeah. To now I forgot what the other red flag was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. There are so many. Oh, I think um, about people that want to know the details of every single item or like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a tough one. I mean, you have to, so, um, what I, what I do for that is I provide, I spend, I spend uh, the money on a system that gives people online access so they can see their real-time sales and the data. And I do refer people back to that. You know, if you have questions, please, you know, log on, log on to that. That's why I use this software. I'm a small business. I can't afford to be answering, um, you know, if I have to get a little rough, I can't afford to be answering the phone and taking time away from, you know, selling your items so that I can answer individual questions. If you need that kind of service, I don't think, you know, this is, this is going to work for you. Uh-huh. And, oh, I know what my other right red flag was. If somebody's complaining about another consignment store. Oh yeah. Um, usually, usually you don't want to work with them. If they come right in and they're are complaining and bashing another business and they're probably going to do the same thing to you. Honestly, they're probably going to do the same thing to you. So that's the lesson we learned the hard way. We actually had that happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We actually had that happen. So I, here's my other a part of this when you're dealing with all of this because there is so much fun in it and you meet some amazing people and yeah. build some amazing relationships that can be lifelong as you're going through these things because as we mentioned before in previous episodes consigning can be more emotional than I ever realized when people are consigning their items but um I feel like one of the best things that get you through those tough times, aside from having your arsenal of phrases and words and your confidence in your terminology is a core group or a core friend or a core group of friends who you can air that out with because you do need to have a release on those moments and you need a safe person that you can call and go oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh you know like this just happened and I wanted to say this and I wanted to do this and but I didn't but this is what I wanted to do you know and we've had many of those moments and come up with our own little fun um code words or code terms that we would use when somebody would come in and you could tell like, oh, you know, this is a winter white, you know, and, um, but you would just say it in a very nonchalant life, like, oh my gosh, that sweater you had on yesterday that was winter white, (laughs) because that helps you find some humor in the struggle. And I think that there is a lot to be said for, and I think that's a lot of what community is about and and being in groups is finding that safe person or people. Um, And in doing that is where we came up with, I think of our friend, Polly. Polly is the great one-liner. She'll come up with, she can word things. I could get really bad right here. I know we try to keep this rated G, but sometimes (laughs) you just got to get into it. But she can sit there in the kindest way and tell you to kiss her bleep 
and you're just going, okay, yeah, but the way she words it is beautiful. And then later you get home and you're like, wait a minute, I think she just told, think she told me to kiss her bite. <laughs> but I highly recommend a, a person or people that you have your little tribe of people that um, you can trust that you can get that whether it's your spouse whether it's a sibling whether it's you know that knows it'll never go beyond that and maybe I'm wrong by sharing this but I have to say if we're getting real in this process those headaches can really drag you down and depress you but having a fun group of people to let it out with and I've seen people kind of like complain on their maybe their business page or something like can you believe this person did that or that, you know, it's, it, it yeah, I would say that. Don't do it. Oh, no. I no, mean, things no. are going to happen, but you don't want to publicize that they're happening. Come over to the consignment chats community and kind of air your, <laughs> air your grievance. You'll have people to kind of. <laughs> and just always remember when you're airing your grievances, you're airing them for support, release, but also to find the answer of how to deal with it, um, not to continually let it be an issue or a complaint or a woe is me, but you know, to find that now, how am I gonna move forward with this? And that's what we're here to help you do. Those things are gonna happen and how are we gonna push forward and through it? So. Yeah, do you think anybody's gonna wanna consign now that we did this? <laughs> oh, I think so, because like we said, I mean, we learned the hard way, so you don't yeah. have to. <laughs> right. We're trying to help you not make yeah. them. Although, you know, sometimes learning the hard way, I always say, is the best way because then the lesson really gets yeah. in you. Yeah. But these are just some good suggestions, um, I think. I think. So anything else on these terms that we can think of? I'm kind of like looking over the list right now. Um, Oh, did we talk about this? Because you're real good at this, Libby. Don't be afraid to fire a consigner. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you kind of talked about it, but not so directly. Uh, yeah. So this is a little, it, well, I thought it was a little controversial. I had listened to Tony Robbins and he was doing a thing about how you need to um, fire customers. His whole thing was like, sometimes you just need to fire a, a, a customer. Um, mm -hmm. because they're not valuing your service. And when they're not valuing your service, it brings everybody that does business with you down. And I was like, mm, yeah, I don't think I'll ever do that, but it sounds interesting. Well, wouldn't you know, like the next week after hearing that I had somebody very, very difficult that was, you know, just, just putting me through the ringer, let's say. And I'm like, mm, I think I'm going to try this. And I fired them as a consigner and it had, it was, it was so freeing, but at the same time, that same person came back to me and is one of my biggest fans. <laughs> so, I mean, it works just like he said it would. Like, I just, like, I wasn't mean and I, I just said, you know what? I don't think this relationship is going to work. Um, I'm not providing the kind of, service that you're looking for or the kind of consignment that you're looking for you know maybe you know you want to you know try out a couple other things I just don't I just don't see this you know this working my terms aren't in line with what you want and 
it worked. Wow. I can't wait to try it again, but I haven't really had any problems. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. I've run into some of that with, um, with it working in an event. I used to be in the event industry a long time ago and uh-huh. we had where our events are very volunteer based, you know, you can't really put on the event without volunteers. And we had to deal with, you know, how do you follow fire a volunteer, you know, mm-hmm. but sometimes you just have to, like, you, do. you just have to, I mean, people, they can have all the good intentions in the world, but if you can't work with them, you just have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard out of all that we discussed today. I think some of the biggest takeaways for me that we discussed are clear and concise terms which we broke down terms in two other episodes mm-hmm. earlier, um, and confidence. I think those to me are the two biggest, for me, that I think if I were new to this, listening to this, I would walk away from this going, okay, I'm going to leave out of here. I'm going to make sure my terms are solid. I am confident what I have. Oh, and I have a little arsenal of terminology to use. Those are probably the okay. things that I think people can walk out with this. Yeah, right. absolutely. If you can have that contract that like we've talked about before, you have that contract and you ha- and that that's your that should give you confidence. This is my yep. contract. This is what my terms are and I can mm-hmm. do this. That's you know, this yep. is what I do. Yep. Again, we want to just reiterate, please do not think this was all negative. It was just real life consignment wanting to touch base, give suggestions and let you know that we're here for you. There are so much more good that outweighs that occasional issue, but it's good to pre-think about those issues and be prepared. But that is definitely not, um, we look at those now as stories we talk about and laugh about, um, but definitely not the bulk of what we do day in and day out. So I want to, I want to end on that note of our main topic, just to reiterate that. Um, but let's go to our community. Cause that's what this is all about is helping Absolutely. our community. And um, before I send it over to Tiffany to talk about community, a little quick reminder about hashtag CC success, S-U-C-C-E-S-S. Tiffany loves it when I do my cheers. That's the way we spell success. Oh, so we have like a little, I want to say competition takeover. So somebody else is using that CC success hashtag and they are we need to take it back. We oh need my to gosh. Use successes yeah. and take it back. Yeah. <laughs> it's a business using it. It's not a consignment business, but there no. is another business. So y'all get out there and hashtag CC success <laughs> and all your business posts, all your good things you're doing, please. Tiffany, how about our community? What's going on over there? Lots of great stuff. We're doing the challenge, which Libby will talk about, and we've got um, all sorts of things we're talking about, different things that are hurdles in our lives that are, you know, keeping us from doing stuff um, and being productive, which the challenge also will help. Um, and we'd just love for you to come and join us and keep, keep going the conversation. There's a welcome post that pinned at the top. And just please, when you join us, just answer um introduce yourself in the welcome post and tell us your name and your business and a little bit about what brought you there and we're happy to have you yes absolutely. share with your friends share with other consigning businesses that you know so they can join in because the more of us in there the more great ideas we get to to boost what we're doing and help us through our our bumps and Yeah, so we are in week three of the Business Booster Challenge over in the Consignment Chats community. 
Uh, right now we have quite a few people signed up. We have the first week was pick your platform and we have majority, I think have picked eBay. We have mm -hmm. some Instagram, Shopify. And so we're just, we're just plugging along and so excited to see the results and everybody's progress. So, yeah. Yeah. And there'll be more challenges in the future. So if you didn't get in on this one, get over there and join the group so you don't miss the next one because we've got more in the works. And it's just, it's always fun when you work this kind of business to be working alongside others and cheering each other on. Hashtag collaboration over competition. <laughs> Oh, that was the other red flag I was going to mention. What? <laughs> uh, no. Consignment is not a competitive business. If somebody comes to you and they said somebody down the street is offering a, a better percentage, send them back down the street. Okay. It's yeah. not a competitive business. There will be more people, you know, that come to you. Don't, don't bend to that. It's, you're not in competition with a consignment store down the street. Um, you guys can work together. There's, there's more than enough to go around. So uh -huh. there's a good ender right there. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So if you guys enjoyed chatting with us, hanging out with us, being with us, head on over to consignmentchats.com to find all ways to connect with us. And until next week, ladies, cheers. cheers. Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Tiffany the ladies of consignment chats as we talked about all things consignment. To learn more and keep chatting, find consignment chats on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram.